It's Monday, the 13th of September, 2021. Welcome to Fear and Greed, the business podcast that sets you up for a successful day. I'm Sean Aylmer. The September curse hits global share markets, but commodity prices soar. That's our main story. Also coming up in today's podcast, superannuation funds make a revised $32 billion bid for Sydney Airport. COVID cases jump over the weekend, but all the talk is about ending lockdowns. And a pump and dump scheme sends an ASX minnow up 84% in 20 minutes. Then stay listening for my chat to rich lister Nick Bell, who explains how he made his money and what he looks for when investing. But first, here's a brief look at markets. Wall Street fell further over the weekend, with the S&P 500 down 0.7%, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the tech-heavy Nasdaq were both off 0.8%. More of that in a moment. European markets were mixed, with the stocks Europe 600 off 0.3%, and London's FTSE up slightly. The S&P ASX 200 jumped half a percent on Friday after Thursday's tumble to finish the week at 7,407 points. But the index was down for the week. Materials companies were the best performers on Friday on the back of higher commodity prices and most sectors ended the day in the black. Oil prices were up over the weekend, gold was lower and the Aussie dollar is trading at 73.5 US cents. The September curse has hit global share markets, with bourses around the world falling over the past fortnight. But commodity prices are soaring, with big rises in base metals, coal and uranium. Last week, Wall Street dropped 1.7%, the biggest decline since mid-June. The stock's Europe 600 was off more than 1%, and the local market was down 1.5%, on the back of weaker global markets, lower iron ore prices and lockdown concerns. Investors are worried about both the spread of coronavirus and exactly when central banks around the world will start tightening monetary policy. Share markets have rallied since February and are relatively expensive on a historical basis. Last week, some companies, notably the airlines in the US, started scaling back earnings forecasts for the rest of the year, triggering nervousness. Over the past 35 years, September has averaged the weakest month for both Wall Street and the local market, according to AMP Capital's Shane Oliver. September 2020, a year ago, was one of the few months since the nadir of the market in March last year to record a negative outcome. In Australia's case, the falling price of iron ore has weighed on the three big miners. That's in sharp contrast to the run in many other commodities, which are booming. Base metal prices are soaring. Base metals are things like copper, aluminium, lead, tin, nickel and zinc. They are, or at least were, cheap metals compared to precious metals like gold and diamonds. Tight supply, strong demand and all sorts of supply chain problems have pushed prices to multi-year highs. Aluminium hit a 13-year record late last week and nickel hit its highest level since 2014. As China shifts away from energy-intensive industries, base metals, which can benefit from a green revolution, are soaring. Coal prices are also rising, with coking coal pushing through US$300 a tonne on Friday for the first time in five years. A big part of the reason for surging coal prices is Beijing's decision to ban Australian imports. Australia is a big producer of coal and China is a big buyer. Disrupting that dynamic has pushed global prices higher. And uranium prices have hit a seven-year high. Ever since the Fukushima nuclear disaster in Japan 10 years ago, uranium has been an unwanted commodity. But a North American fund and a European fund have both been buying up physical uranium and storing it. 
Uranium is the fuel most widely used by nuclear plants for nuclear fission. It's likely that at some point in coming years, nuclear power will again be used heavily if the globe wants to achieve net zero carbon emissions. Market dynamics aren't always rational, and what happened in the past isn't a predictor of the future. But September is normally a tough month for markets. It seems the case this year as well, unless, of course, you're riding the commodity price boom. In a moment, the rest of the news you need to know this morning. In overseas news, thousands of people headed to New York's Ground Zero to remember those lost and affected in the September 11 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center 20 years ago. 2,983 lives were lost on the day and many more since. People from more than 90 nations died that day. President Joe Biden and his wife Jill and former President Barack Obama and his wife Michelle attended a service at the site in Lower Manhattan. Fortunately, the memorial passed peacefully. Apple has been ordered to make a change to the way it generates money from its app store. A federal judge in the US said the technology giant must let developers of mobile apps steer consumers to outside payment methods, loosening the company's grip on the $100 billion US dollar market for mobile games. Currently, Apple takes up to 30% commission on transactions, and the ruling will hurt earnings. The judge ruled that Apple is engaged in anti-competitive conduct that harms consumers by preventing them from getting cheaper prices. This ruling could well have far-reaching ramifications for the company. And two of the world's prestigious car makers, Daimler and BMW, said they'll limit the volume of premium models once the industry-wide chip shortage eases, hoping to lock in the sharp price increases they've achieved during the pandemic. The German car makers were already shifting away from a volume-based approach pre-COVID, and that's accelerated as customers have been willing to pay more for vehicles. Locally, IFM Investors has made a revised bid for Sydney Airport, worth $32 billion, and will start due diligence this week, according to a report in the Financial Review. The Sydney Airport Board, which has already rebuffed two earlier bids, has approved the offer, the report says, ending a two-month deadlock. If it goes ahead and it now looks likely, a binding deal could be signed next month. The new bid values Sydney Airport at $8.75 a share, up 6% on the initial bid. It would be the largest cash deal ever on the ASX. Square's $39 billion takeover of Afterpay, announced last month, is a cash and script bid. IFM is the umbrella investment group for a number of superannuation funds and other members of the consortium include US infrastructure investment firm Global Infrastructure Partners and domestic funds Australian Super and Q Super. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said one million doses of the Moderna vaccine will arrive from Europe this week and he urged all Australians to get vaccinated. His comments came as Federal Tourism Minister Dan Tehan said the government will start a trial this week of using QR codes linked to passports to determine people's vaccination status. It's in preparation for the reopening of overseas travel in coming months. The federal government and New South Wales and Victoria are increasingly looking beyond lockdowns. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is expected to outline how his state will reduce restrictions in a week's time. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian did so last week. All the while, the spread of COVID continues. Case numbers in Victoria are surging, with 642 new cases over the weekend. There were 2,861 cases in New South Wales over Saturday and Sunday. Meanwhile, South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall said he'll open up his state border to New South Wales, Victoria, 
and ACT once the vaccination rate hits 80%. That's in contrast to the Premiers of Queensland and Western Australia who are yet to embrace the national plan. Mr Marshall also said 50 people returning to the state from overseas were trialling an app that uses geolocation technology to let them quarantine at home. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaget has warned parts of southeast Queensland may have to go into lockdown after five new cases on Saturday, although there were none yesterday. And the federal government plans to introduce a COVID-19 vaccine booster program operated through pharmacies and GP clinics once the population is fully vaccinated, according to media reports. More than two-thirds of Australians have now had one dose and around 46% are fully vaccinated. Yesterday, a new advertisement encouraging people to get vaccinated commenced, focusing on freedoms people will enjoy once the 70 and 80% targets are achieved. India and Australia have agreed to increase maritime defence cooperation and strengthen trade ties following a meeting between Foreign Minister Maurice Payne and Defence Minister Peter Dutton and their counterparts in New Delhi. The Prime Ministers of both countries will meet later this month to advance a strategic partnership between the two nations. Both are part of the Quad Group with the US and Japan, working to reduce the influence of China in the region. Getting closer to India, with its massive population and development, could have much greater positive benefits than just defence. Chief executive pay has jumped nearly 20% at ASX-listed companies this year, on the back of record profits. The bosses of Gold Digger Newcrest Mining, Property Group Mervac and Woolworths are among the biggest winners, according to a report in the Financial Review this morning. But Macquarie Group's Shamara Wickramanayaka remains the highest paid, with reported pay of just under $16 million. CSL's Paul Perot was second at $13.6 million, and Greg Goodman from property company Goodman Group was third at $13.4 million. After weeks of discussions, Santos and OilSearch have agreed to a merger creating a $21 billion Asian oil and gas producer, which will boost the new entity's production of both fossil fuels and clean energy. Kevin Gallagher, boss of Santos, will be the chief executive of the new company. Santos investors will control 61.5% and oil search the rest. The boards and management are happy, so now the deal goes to shareholders. It won't be the last of the oil and gas deals. As the sector fights to find its way through the new, greener world, companies need size to cut costs and invest in clean energy alternatives, or risk being stranded. And finally, tiny gold stock Australasian Gold Limited, which has a market capitalisation of less than $10 million, surged on opening last Thursday after members of two organised ASX pump and dump groups used an encrypted messaging app, Telegram, naming the miner as a target. According to the Financial Review, the stock jumped by as much as 84% in 20 minutes before the ASX stepped in and halted trading. The pump and dump schemes push up the prices of small stocks, and then sell out, making a profit. Arguably, it's market manipulation, which, of course, is illegal. The corporate regulator said it was making inquiries into what happened. By the end of the day, Australasian gold closed nearly 10% higher, but since then has fallen back to its starting level. Up next is the Fear and Greed Daily interview. And my guest today is a young rich lister, estimated to be worth around $280 million. Nick Bell is a tech and marketing guru with a dozen different companies and an eye for a good tech investment. And the best part, he's happy to tell us all about it and what he looks for when picking tech stocks. 
A good one for investors up next in the Fear and Greed playlist on your podcast platform or at fearandgreed.com.au. Then it's a big week in economics too, so don't miss Fear and Greed the week ahead. I'm joined as always by our resident economist, Stephen Kukoulos, for a look at labour force data, NAB's business survey, house prices, and some interesting stats on immigration. The week ahead is out every Monday, and it's guaranteed to set you up well for the week. And if you've got any time left after all that, kick back and enjoy yesterday's Sunday edition. It's a different pace altogether, where the Fear and Greed team chat about our favourite stories and anything else that's gotten under our skin. It's a bit of fun, so make time to check it out. It's Monday, the 13th of September, 2021. I'm Sean Elmer, and that was Fearing Greed. Enjoy your day.